Life isn't about avoiding the bruises. It's about collecting the scars to prove that we showed up for it. Join Nikki Seberini for the next hour as she explores heroism through illness. There is a warrior inside each of us. This is LifeLinks with the DL Link. LifeLinks is a funding initiative of the DL Link. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show, the DL Link show, where we connect you through insights, information, and illumination. Nikki Seberini here. And as always, just a delight to be in your company. I hope you're having a wonderful day so far um, because our next guest has already been through the day. This is called time travel. You know, here we are at 10 minutes past 12 in South Africa and our guest is all the way over in Melbourne. And I'm not exactly sure if it's eight or nine. He'll, he'll give me an idea. I should know. Um, but uh, it's, we, we've got two amazing guests for you today, really inspiring people people who have walked the journey and our first guest, uh, he is a cancer warrior. He's walked that journey and he's come out the other side um, with so many insights um, that he shares these insights. He has a podcast. Um, he talks about um, his experience. He gets experts kind of like what we do on this show, but just so much more personal. And um, Joe Bakmutsky, um, who is the host of this podcast, The Happy You Simplify Cancer podcast. He's also an author of Finding Hope in Times of Uncertainty, um, has uh, decided to, you know, it doesn't matter how late it is in Melbourne, he's going to spend some time with us and share some of his wonderful insights um, yeah, and some of his stories with us. Joe, welcome. And it is so great to have you on the show. Well, thanks so much for having me, Nikki, and thank you so much for what you do with LifeLinks. It's so critical in, in giving hope and sharing beautiful stories, especially in these crazy times that we live in today. Yeah, they are crazy, crazy times, Joe. They are. But you, you know, you've been there and you've walked the journey, as we say. And, um, and I love that you've used this to reach out to other people. Um, so share your story and there can be just this incredible resonance. So again, thank you. By the way, what is the time in Melbourne? It's 9 p.m. It's, 9 uh, p.m. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you've stayed up for us. We appreciate it. We don't know if you normally go to bed early or late, but you're here with us and that's great. Um, let's, let's hear about your story, Joe, because you were diagnosed with testicular cancer at the age of 37, which is quite, it's not old, but I mean, testicular cancer is usually in younger patients. Am I correct? I mean, you had just started a family. What, what what was that like? What did it do to you and your life? Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, I was just really at the best time of my life. You know, I just married. We, we recently had our son. I mean, my career was just going up. Like, I was in the best place of my life. And, you know, I was just in the shower one night. And just my hand reached down and I felt this lump. I felt this lump on my testicle. And, you know, and my face, Nikki, it was kind of like, I don't know if you've seen the movie Aliens, and you know it's kind of like that, that uh, you know that unfortunate <laughs> crew member. You know when they realize that all of a sudden there is this like this monster inside mm. them. Mm. You know it's about to break through, and yet you feel so completely helpless. You know, and so the next day I just kind of ran to the doctors, and things happened quite quickly from then on. You know, I went through operation and chemotherapy. And, you know, I'm just immensely grateful to be here and immensely grateful to my medical team because it's been a confronting experience 
not only physically, but you know what, also mentally and emotionally as well. Mm, yeah. So, so Joe, I mean, yeah, we often talk about the early detection. Was it, was it early enough for you? I mean, was it, did you catch it early? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is, Nikki. It was early enough. But you know what? I always feel like I'm incredibly lucky and grateful just to be here, you know, because lucky, yeah. because, you know, no matter what happens, we all know that with cancer, you never know what's going to happen. Even if you have the best, um, you know, uh, the best, uh, care in the world, you never know what's going to happen. So I think some of it is just down to just luck. And I feel it's lucky and it's just made me, uh, you know, I, I appreciate life the way that it is, you know, with all of its ups and downs and everything that it throws at you. It kind of, kind of forces you to look at it in, in the face, if you will. Yeah. Look at life so differently. And you know, Joe, I mean, I, I, I talk about that early detection. I mean, we, we, we mention it so often on the show because as you say, in the shower and you feel this lump, I mean, how many people listening to the show right now have felt a lump? And of course you, you, you want to quickly move your hand away. Um, because I mean, it could be anything, right? And so we want to avoid it and we want to go, oh, well, we'll, feel again tomorrow and then we'll just try and forget about feeling again tomorrow and so it's that it's it's that step that you took when you felt it to say okay the next day I'm going to the doctor that I'm going to have to take action on this let's talk about this let's talk about avoiding what you think may be happening inside of you but actually facing it and saying right I'm, I'm prepared to take the next step phone a doctor let's see what's happening Exactly right, Nikki. It's, I really believe you've got to be your own advocate. You gotta look out for yourself because you know what? No matter how many well-meaning people you've got around you, but no one, no one is going to be more invested in your health, in your well-being than you are yourself. That's why it's so vital. As you mm-hmm. say, we'll take early action. I mean, you know, it, it, it could be nothing, but it's, you know, taking that extra time to go to the doctor, to get yourself checked out. Yes, it can be a little weird and uncomfortable, you know, but at the same time, you can save not only yourself so much trouble, but also for your, for your loved ones, for people around you. You speak so beautifully, Joe, like you really expressing how you're feeling. You talk about gratitude from this experience. Were you always so able to express yourself this way? Is that how it was from the moment you were diagnosed? You were able to connect with your family, friends in this way? Absolutely not, Nikki. I was horrible. (laughs) I was horrible. I couldn't express my feelings and thoughts. And I think that's what happens when you, when you hit a wall and you go through a difficult experience. I really believe that part of the trouble we have in letting our true voice come out and sometimes to seek help, to seek advice and and to share your pain uh, or your worries or your concerns with people around you. I be you know from speaking Nikki with thousands of of people you know in support groups, you know, on on my on my podcast, uh in in 
in speaking in hospitals and, and on my, in my coaching program, I, what I believe the biggest challenge we face is that we haven't been able to make sense of it ourselves. You haven't been able to make sense of something, you know, difficult and traumatic, like let's say a cancer diagnosis. One thing that really helped me to let some of that frustration, let some of that anger out and to make sense of what was going on is well, it's what I call <laughs> story shaping is I basically started off as just me going off on a walk each night and kind of talking to myself and asking questions like, why is this happening? Is this something that I've done? I mean, I've been a good person. What's going to happen with me and my life? And then kind of trying to talk through it out loud. And when you talk through things out loud, at least for me, you kind of, I kind of have to make sense. (laughs) You know, it has to make sense. And so that's why it's helped me to make sense of what's going on so that then I could talk to people in my life and be able to express it just in a normal conversation. Hmm. Wow, Joe. Okay, we're going to take a break. After the break, let's talk more about that because I'm presuming that that's why you then decided to start this podcast so that you could have these conversations, help people express themselves and probably to see that they're not alone. You know, this or that all those emotional stages they go through is, is, is shared by so many. So, Let's take a break and uh, we'll be right back. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Welcome back to the DL Link Show where we connect you through insights, information and illumination. We are crossing over to Melbourne where it is 20 minutes past nine and we're very happy that our, our guest has stayed up to uh, speak to us. Um, that's Joe Mac. Bakmutsky, who is the host of the Happy You, um, which is the Simplify Cancer podcast, and also author of Finding Hope in Times of Uncertainty. And Joe was telling us that in 2016, at the age of 37, he was diagnosed with testicular cancer. Um, it was a huge shock how in the beginning, you know, he internalized everything. He couldn't talk about it. He was very close, but he realized that as soon as he could create these stories, ask himself questions, he could start to share it. And obviously, he saw what an impact this was having on other people. So Joe, wow, you know, I mean, we're talking about something that turns your life upside down. I mean, does your life ever return to normal, even when you have been through the treatment and you're in remission? Well, that's a, that's a great question, Nikki, because when I came back home, um, I remember this exact moment coming back home after treatment, and I was just so looking forward to just being in my, uh, having my life back. And I just remember this moment that I made myself a coffee, I went to sit outside, and as I took a sip, I almost started out because my, I, it tasted disgusting. I realized that it was my taste buds have changed after cancer, and I felt nauseous and week and I realized that I just I felt like I was a mess you know I felt like my body wasn't my own I was constantly like panicking about what would happen and life didn't make sense at all and and it is then that you know it made me realize that I you know if this is another chance of life if I have went through all of this you know intense experience and crazy experience with treatment then I have to be able to take my life back 
and do something and, and do something with it that makes me makes me feel alive, makes me makes me makes me give uh, give back to my uh, community, gives back to to my family, and that's that was really the realization that you know I I have to change something, you know. Mm, so I presume that that's why you then started this incredible podcast. <laughs> yes, Nikki. And that's, I think, has been a huge revelation for me is yeah. that, that one of the ways to deal with worry and stress and the craziness of daily life is to redirect your time, your energy away from worry towards doing something that is meaningful to you, towards something that gives you that sense of purpose, towards something that that helps you to express yourself in some sort of a way that 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 creates meaning and 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 makes you feel makes you feel good about yourself and the world around you. So I want to go back to what you said. Direct yourself. It's it's a very conscious thing that you're doing, as you say, coming back from treatment. Your body feeling alien, filled with fear of what could be happening. Could it come up again, etc., etc., etc. But you made a very conscious decision to change it. Did that take time, Joe? For people who are listening right now, who are on this journey, who feel depleted, who are in the mode of "Why me? Um, why is my life?" been turned upside down does it take time before you start to feel that you can redirect yourself or is this a very conscious decision you have to make is it a right this is it i've got i've got to move on i think i think it's both i think you do what whatever you need to do to get through it and i think this doesn't get enough you know we don't talk about this enough i think it's so vital to just sometimes not to put pressure and expectations on yourself to be a certain way or do yeah. a certain thing. You know how it is, because sometimes there's all this pressure to be positive. But I think it's all about having hope, having mm-hmm. hope that part of the struggle when you're going through illness, when you're going through a difficult time, is you feel like nothing is ever going to change. And I think part of that hope is letting letting yourself believe that no matter how crazy it might be right now, no matter how tough it might be, that things can and do change for the better and holding on to that hope and just keep going sometimes, even when it's really tough. So when you started your podcast, um, you know, one or two people listening and then it started to grow and grow and grow. Was it difficult for you to have these conversations with people going back, talking about these issues again? What, what was that like for you, Joe? It helped me so much, Nikki, to talk, to bring my experience put it in a different light. And one of the things that have made me realize time and time again, that even though our experience, uh, whether that's through cancer, whether that's going through cancer as a patient, or perhaps as a caregiver, is that even though our um, experience is unique, but the struggles, the struggles we share across all of us, the struggles with worry, the struggles about uncertainty, the struggles, the struggles of knowing how to make sense of the world and how to keep on moving through life. And I think that is the, that is the most critical thing to realize that it can feel so incredibly lonely, but that's why it's so vital to, 
to find, um, you know, and connect with people who might be going through similar challenges. And so I think it's so incredible what, what you're doing with, you know, on this show, because mm. it's so vital to hear those stories of struggle to realize that you're not alone, that we all go through this, you know? Mm. Mm. And so you've become an author as well, and you've written Finding Hope, which you spoke about just now, that even when you think like, you know, feel that nothing's going to change, hope will get you through. So Finding Hope, a guide to thriving in the challenging world of today. Um, just tell us a little bit about that. Is that just from uh, the conversations you've had on the podcast that you thought, oh, well, let me just, you know, write a book now? Tell us a little bit about those insights very quickly before we say goodbye. Yes, absolutely. You know, it was, I was inspired to, by this actual conversation I had with my grandma, who is 96 years old. And I was oh, talking wow. to her, Nikki. Yeah, I was talking to her on the phone at the start of the pandemic. And she told me about the time that she experienced something similar about how in 1930s in the Soviet Union, she was a medical student and she was sent off for this typhus epidemic to help look after the people. And it was horrible. I didn't know about it. Like it was, I think more than 3 million people died in Soviet Union alone from typhus. And so my grandma was sent off to, you know, to this remote mountain village to look after the people. And it was tough because people were getting sick. She nearly died from typhus herself. And once she's, you know, and there was no food to go around. And back then they had, you know, the quarantine measures, they had like these red army guards posted around the village with a shoot on site policy if you're trying oh. to leave, you know? And as I was talking to her and I said to her grandma, you know, I mean, that sounds crazy. How did you guys get through it? And that's when she said to me, you know, we had hope. We had hope that one day things will be different. We had hope mm. that one thing, day things are going to change. And I just struck such a chord with me, Nikki, because I realized that through all my struggles with cancer, with, with my you know, panic attacks, it's I, I had onto that hope that something is going to change, and I really believe that. I know that's what the book is really about: is is how to find hope in a difficult time, how to build hope towards the dreams and the ambitions that you have, because sometimes that stuff and we'll have challenges along the way, but also how to share hope, how to give hope to others, and and ultimately, you know how to make plans because you know that's something that's so big that we lose through difficult times because nothing changes and you feel like you have nothing to look forward to and that's why it's so vital i think to make plans to to try something new to to go to, to have new experience to meet new people to expose yourself to new ideas because that's what also helps you to put you in a place where you like you have something to look forward to, that good things are gonna come, that change is possible, even when the going gets tough. I'm thinking, uh, you know, your, your grandmother and typhus, and I'm just thinking about COVID and what we've all been through, right? And all the changes and the losses, and you've said crazy times. Um, and the hope and planning, you know, it's been so difficult to plan for wonderful occasions and for things in the future. And I think that people are starting to experience the hope 
Um, and there's, there's definitely a shift. Well, certainly, you know, the people that I'm interacting with. So that's so true. Planning and getting excited about things. That's so, that's your book, Finding Hope, a guide to thriving in the challenging world of today. So Joe, for our listeners who would love to take a listen to your podcast, who would love to look at your book, where can they find you? Where can they find your book? Yes, absolutely. If you go to power to be happy.com, that's where you can find the podcast and you, you can find the links to the book there as well. So, uh, or if you go to away from uncertainty.com, that's more info about the book there, away from uncertainty.com. Okay, so power to be happy. Um, people can get the podcasts and um, they can get your book as well. One last question, Joe, before I do say goodbye. If you had to look back at the Joe before he was diagnosed and the Joe of today as a husband, as a father, what would you say the gifts have been? Well, you know, Nikki, I really believe that you know, life, when you look at life, the way that it is, it's just so precious. It's just so incredibly precious and fragile. So, you know, why worry about all those things that could go wrong when there is so much to make right? Oh, love that. Love that, Joe. Thank you so much, Joe. And thank you for staying awake. You can now brush your teeth, put on your pajamas and climb into bed. Work is done. But, you know, it's been great having you on the show. I'm so delighted that you have this podcast because, as you say, to connect and for people to know that they're not alone and also that there are so many shared experiences in these challenges and in the beautiful parts of life as well. So thanks, Joe. It's been absolutely wonderful having you on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Nikki, and thank you so much for what you do in the world. Oh, thank you, Joe. Take care. That's Joe Bakmutsky. And um, take a take a look at his book, um, Finding Hope, A Guide to Thriving in the Challenging World of Today, as well as his podcast. And just go to Power to Be Happy. Power to.com. Power to be happy. Um, and you'll find all of that there. So it's, it's great to know. Thank you, Joe. It's really, really great to know that there's this podcast. Um, and uh, I'm definitely going to take a listen to it. I'm looking forward to that.